Today's daf is Ksubis daf Samach Aleph, and we are about 25 lines from the bottom of daf Samach Amid Beis. Today's daf is being learned, Le'ilu Nishmas Chaim Melazar, Ben Yibodo Lechaim, Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So we're in the middle of a digression, a rather fascinating sukkah, the laws of Amenekes, specifically the law that states that Amenekes is not allowed to get married, up until either 18 months, 24 months, maybe 15 months, 21 months from the time that her child was born. Now, how do we get into the sugya of Amenekes? Because the Mishnah Daf Nun Tesamad Beis mentioned seven malachas that every married woman is obligated to perform for her husband. One of them was Umeinika Espinoza. From there, we got into a sugya that deals with the halachos of Meinekes. Now, as it relates to this din, that a Meinekes is not allowed to get married, the Gemara in Perak HaChilets, the fourth Perak Masech Tesivam, discusses it in somewhat detail. And what emerges from that Gemara is that the reason is because Chazal were concerned about Sakana. What's the Sakana of a Meinekes is going to get married? What happens if after the Meinekes gets married, she becomes pregnant. Because of the pregnancy, her body is going to stop producing milk, which is the primary sustenance of her child. Being that her husband is not the father of the child, there's a possibility that he's not going to provide this child with the mezoinus that he needs. In which case, we're going to have a little baby that's going to have no way of surviving. The mother has no means to support the child. She's not producing milk naturally. The husband, this man that she's living with, is not so interested in the welfare of the child. So, And it's for that reason Chazal made a takana with incredible chumras, as we saw a little bit yesterday and as we'll continue to see today, and that is a meinekes b'shum pan of oifen is not allowed to get married. Now, that halach is going to be as long as women ordinarily were meinekeses, meaning as long as a woman would nurse her child, whether that shear was, that's how long this halacha was in effect. And it was that that was the primary topic of everything that we've seen so far in Dafsam Muhammad Days, where Renein Rabbi Yehuda, Bishamin Basil, Rashman Gamliel, and Abayan Rav Yosef, and Rabin Shmuel the Amri Travayu, where the Tanam and Amiram were all discussing and debating what exactly that shear was to determine how long do we deem a woman as being a Mainekes, so that we would say that this halacha which seemed to be a Dover Sheba minion that was put in place by Chazal, that a Meinekes is not allowed to get married, would be in effect. So today's daf is going to begin along the same theme. From there, we're going to digress, discuss some other halachas related to a Meinekes, and from there, we're going to digress again. So today's daf is definitely not one of the more intense daf in, in Ksubis. It's a rather light daf. And then Be'ezus Hashem, when we complete the daf, sort of, we will go back to the raid of yesterday's daf and speak part two related to this halacha that a menekes is not allowed to get married. So today's daf begins with a brice. A woman had a child, but she's not nursing the child by herself. Rather, she handed her child over to a menekes, something that was very common once upon a time. Or she just completed nursing her child, meaning she was nursing the child, but she stopped. Or the child died. At that point, she's going to be allowed to get married. Again, a menekes is not allowed to get married. As the Brisa, that's only true if she's physically a menekes right now. But if she handed over her child to another menekes, or she just stopped nursing the child, or the child died in the most extreme case, and 
all of these halachas, she's allowed to get married right away. They once wanted to follow this b'raisa. So there was an older woman, a safta. She said, with me, I once went to Rav Nachman with such a shayla, I was younger at the time, and Rav Nachman told me that it's going to be a problem. Is that true? Rav Nachman would have had a problem with this halach of the b'raisa for Rav Nachman, we know for a fact that Rav Nachman once allowed the family of the Reish Galusa, where one of the women in the Mishpacha was a Meinekes, her husband died, and what he told her was, just hire a Meinekes in place of you doing it, and then you're going to be able to get married, which seems to be in accordance with the Braisa. So, this Safta said, We seem to know for a fact that Rav Nachman once paskin from the Reish Galusa differently. So the Gemara says, It's not a stira. Rav Nachman paskin differently for this Safta that he paskin for the Reish Galusa. Meaning, Rav Nachman felt that if a woman would give over the responsibility of nursing the child to somebody else, that would be enough of a reason for her to be able to get married. However, he didn't want to rely on it. And the reason is because he was afraid that what if this Maynekis decides one day that she's breaching her contract and she doesn't want to nurse the child anymore. So what's going to be now? You're going to end up in the same matzav of Sakon. Now with the Reish Galusa, he wasn't worried about that because if you know anything about the Reish Galusa from Shas, you know people tried avoiding getting involved in Chaysh Mishpat situations with them because it didn't always end well for the other party. So Rav Nachman said, in this situation, we were dealing with the Reish Galusa, Chav Nishmaira. So over there, it's going to be okay. But the Etzim, what the Safta said was right. That even though you're right, the Braisa says, Nos no benolomei nekes, oi gomlus oi meis muterasli nos emiad, that's mi ikar adin. But Rav Nachman felt, halacha that it's not going to be okay. I Reish Galusa, Shani be Reish Galusa. Amal Rapapi. So Rapapi overheard this conversation between Rav Papa and Rav Hunabred Rav Yeshua and Hahi Safta. And he told them, what, you're not sure what the Allah is with regards to this b'raisa? Meaning it's true, the b'raisa says, but at the same time, you really have a halal minute that that's true, Allah it's a b'raisa. Because the b'raisa doesn't mean paskin that way. You really think that that's what the Allah is? How could that be? It's a mafurisha b'raisa, you should know this b'raisa. And based on this b'raisa, you should realize that that other b'raisa is nishta What's this price? So, now it's talking about something else. It's discussing the halachas of Havchana. So what's Havchana? A woman that's married. If her marriage is terminated, she has to wait three months before she gets married again. Says the Bryce, what happens if there was a woman that was married, her husband died? But this was a woman that used to spend a lot of time in her father's house. Meaning this last period of time, that her husband was alive, she wasn't with her husband. Or even better, they were in a fight. And as a result, for sure they weren't together. He was incarcerated. This was a situation where they came and they told this woman, you know, your husband died in Medina Sayyam. Or he was an older man. He wasn't capable of having children. He wasn't well. She was an Akara. She couldn't have children. She was older. She was an Ktana, which can't have a child. Or if she miscarried a child right after her husband died, which means at this point there's no concern that she maybe is pregnant from her husband. She actually was, but she just miscarried it. Or she's an All these different cases. Rameir says that even though the Siba, the underlying reason why Chazal 
put the takon of Avchan in place really doesn't apply in these cases, but halacha l'maisa, it is going to apply. Rabbi Yossi, matter le'ores filinosim, yeah, Rabbi Yossi argued, and Rabbi Yossi said, no, it's mutter for her to have eris and even nesuin miyad right away. Okay, now, ordinarily, if there's machlikis remain Rabbi Yossi, who do we paskin like? We paskin like Rabbi Yossi. For two reasons. Number one, we almost never paskin like Rameyer. Number two, we almost always paskin like Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi is Nimukayim, stating that. Omer Rav Nachman, Omer Shmuel. Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel, Halacha ki Rameyer, big zeiroisov. That whenever Rameyer said a halacha, and his halacha was a gzeiro, quote unquote, I am really showing what that means. But wherever Rameyer said a gzeiro, we always paskin like Rameyer, which means we paskin like this Rameyer by Afchan. What's this Rameyer by Afchan saying? He's saying that even if you have a situation, of Afchano, with the underlying reason for Afchano doesn't apply, it doesn't matter. You still have to abide by the laws. So the Gemara says, Rav Papi told Rav Papa and Rav Huna Bereder of Yeshua and Hahisafta. He said that just like we paskin like Rameyer in that halacha regarding Afchano, where the underlying reason is not applicable, it doesn't matter, still the law is going to be enforced. So too, as it relates to the sugya of Emeinekes, even if you have a situation where really you shouldn't have to worry about it, because nasna l'meinekes, oi gom l'soi or mace. In all of these cases, still the Allah is giving an effect. I'm relaxed. So they told Rabbi, Lava Daitin. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know about this. You're right. I, I didn't know your whole Shtikl Torah. This Bryson that we passed in like Rameir and that Bryson. Had I known that, Enochinami, the Hilchah says, okay, so what's the bottom line? Mace, mother. If the child dies and she could get married, Gomlesite. If she stopped nursing, Oser, it's going to be Oser. Mabra Ravashi, Omar. Mabra Ravashi said, I feel Mace, Nami, Oser. Even if the child dies, still it's going to be Oser. Dilma Kotlole, the Ozla Uminsaba. Because we're afraid. This sounds like Echa, that she's going to go and kill her child and she's going to end up marrying somebody else. Meaning she knows she can't get married now for a certain amount of time. Well, if her child dies, then she will be able to. So there's a chashash that she's going to go kill her child. Have a uvda The Gemara says this was a maise shahaya Something like this actually happened, but the Gemara says, the halach is not true. And the fact that this maise shahaya happened, doesn't have any bearings on the halacha because that woman was a shaita. You can't even have a havamina in the world that something like this would ever happen. And as a result, the bottom line is that meis bina mutter, but in all these cases, the halacha is the issue is going to be in effect, and that is the halacha in Shulchanar. If you go through Simon Yud Gimel, Sukkot Yud Aleph, etc., it's Mavur clearly that this halacha of a meinekes is not allowed to get married is true for 24 months with the exception of the Yom Shenoilad and the Yom Shenazarsa. And it's true, even if if it was gumlesa, but no, so you can come up with all these different mitigating factors, it doesn't matter. Halacha Lamais is very, very clear. We paskin, then in all those situations, it's going to be aser. Tanu Rabbana. So now we're going to go me'inyan le'inyan. The Gemara is giving a b'raisa that talks about a woman that's a nurse. So in English, it's referred to as a wet nurse. So this is a nurse. Part of her responsibilities are to nurse this child. And we're discussing over here what happens as it relates to just the basic mishpat of the contract, as it relates to a woman that takes on the responsibility to nurse someone else's child. If somebody gave this woman a child to nurse, so while she's nursing this child, she's not allowed to, number one, nurse her own child, and she also can nurse somebody else's child. What happens if when they made an arrangement, so one of the things that the mother of the child is providing to this nurse is food. 
Now, a nursing mother needs food. But when they worked out the food, it was pasca kimo. It was only a little bit of food. Talach is like even though she agreed to take a little bit of food, she still has to eat a lot of food. Meaning she has a chiyuf, she has a responsibility, an ethical obligation to make sure that she eats enough so that she's going to be able to nurse properly. Another Allah is that she's not allowed to eat anything that's bad for milk. So any food that she puts into her mouth that maybe will have a bad effect on the chalav, that's going to be an issue. So the Gemara analyzes this price, right? So we said that a woman that took on to be a main Nakis for somebody else's child, so she can't be a main nakis for her own child or for someone else's child. So the Gemara says, once you know that she can't be a main nakis for her own child, you would think Kalvachaymer ben Chaverta, meaning in Svar, you would think we'd be a little more lenient when it comes to her own child. So if you're telling me, Benalai ben Chaverta mi'baya, so the Gemara says, actually, it's far to argue if I can't. I would have thought, Benahu de Chaisa ilave. Maybe we're worried that she shouldn't nurse her own child because if she does, she may give her own child, she'll have more Achmanis, it's her child more food and and as well there's not going to be enough food for the other child but as it relates to nursing two children that are not hers she's going to make a proper cheshman and unless she thinks she doesn't have enough for both she's not going to do the kamash one that's what the chiddush was another thing that the bride said was that if they agreed on a little bit of food she still has to eat a lot who pays for the extra food she's supposed to pay for it and you'll say it's not fair she agreed to it there was an arrangement, meaning this is a, a privately negotiated transaction. And that's really what the price is saying. So if she agreed to a little, well, you're going to have to give a lot. Now, if you wanted more, you should have given her more. Obviously, when she made a cheshben of how profitable this is for her, in her mind, it made sense. But at the end of the day, you are going to get whatever you agreed on. But in terms of more, you have to be a chelis harbe. And the fact that you were paskakim was neither here nor there, and not just that, you have to pay for it too. She's not allowed to eat while she's being a menekes anything that's bad for the milk. What's an example of this? I'm kind of like going kashus, that's hops from which we make beer. The chazes, Rashi says, this is grass that comes together with fuah. The dogim tanim, small fish, the adama, literally earth. Abaya, Abaya said, afilu even squash and quince, even those things in not allowed Rapapa said, afilu kura, so kura are palm shoots. This is something that apparently was very much part of everyday life once upon a time. Rashi says, rach hagadol bedekel, this is something that grows on the bottom of the dekel, it was very soft and it comes up in different Gemaras. So that's what Kura is. Kufra is unripened dates. Rav Hashem, Rav Ashi said, Afilu Kamka Vaharsana. Kamka is Kutach. We spoke a little bit about that yesterday, this very popular dairy beverage, once upon a time. And Harsana of Kasa, the Harsana fame. Harsana is some sort of uh, food that's fish based. Minayu Paski Chalva. Now, why not let eat these things? So the Gemara says for two reasons. Some of these foods are paski chalva. It's going to make her stop producing milk. Some of them is not going to make her stop producing milk, but at the same time, it's going to cause the milk to go bad. So we just discussed different things that a woman that's a menekes should not eat. Why not? Because it's going to affect her ability to either produce chalav or produce healthy chalav. So we're going to go now, inyan inyan inyan, talk about different things. This is agadata, related to things that if a woman eats it, what impact it could have. Uh, a woman that had tashmish amita near a rechayim. 
where they are toichin chitin. And she had a child as a result of that tashmish. Havula b'nei nichvi. She's going to have children that are going to be not well. And this illness they're going to have is epilepsy. The Masham Shalaira, a woman that attached Meshamita on the floor, and through that she had a child, Shamuti. She's gonna have children that are gonna have long necks. The Dark Al Rama the Khamra, a woman that while she's pregnant, she walks on the tsoya of a chamar, Havala Bnei Girdani. She's gonna have children that are going to lose their hair prematurely. The Akhla Khardala, a woman that's a Muberis that eats mustard, Havala Bnei Zalzalani. Rashi says Rafsanim, they're going to be freses, they're going to want to eat a lot. The Akhla Tachli, a woman that eats cress while she's a Muberis, Havala Bnei Dulfani, she's going to have children that are going to cry a lot. The Akhla Munini, a woman that eats small fish, Havala Bnei Metzitzi Eina, she's going to have children that are going to have eyes, Rashi says, Parchois Venois Tamid, they're going to always open and close, they're going to flutter. The Akhla Gargushta, a woman that eats while she's pregnant, she eats earth. Havala Bnei Mechuari, she's going to have children that are not so handsome. The Shasya Shechrif, she drinks beer while she's a Muberis. Havala Bnei Uchmi, she's going to have children that are going to have darker skin. The Akhla Bistrovish Asachamra, what if she eats meat and she drinks wine? That's really good. Havala Bnei Bri, she's going to have very healthy children. The Akhla Bay, if she eats eggs while she's a Muberis, Havala Bnei Inini, she's going to have children that are going to have big eyes. The Akhla Kavri, if she eats fish, Havala Bnei Chinini, she's going to have children that are very noisy. The Akhla Karpasa, she eats Karpas of uh, the Seder fame. Havala Bnei Ziyusni, she's going to have children that are going to have a shine. The Akhla Kuzbarta, if she eats Kuzbarta, that's coriander. Havala Bnei Bisroni, she's going to have children that are going to be Bnei Basar. The Akhla Esroiga, if she eats an Esrig, Havala Bnei Rechani, she's going to have children that are going to smell very, very good, like an Esrig. Barti, the Sharmalka, the daughter of Sharmalka, on that note, Akhla Ba'ima Esroiga, her mother, so this is the daughter of Shmuel Marka's mother, Varmalka's wife, the queen, she ate Esroiga while she was pregnant with this girl, to have a masculine, and when they would bring the melech, things that smelled good, the first thing they would bring was his own daughter. She smelled so good. And the reason she smelled so good is because her own mother ate Esroiga, she ate Esrig while she was pregnant. Amr Rafuna, Rafuna said, returning back to the laws of nursing. But that one, Rafuna Barchinin, Rafuna Barchinin asked us the following question. He was by the gus. He was giving us a faher. He was giving us a test. He had Maris Lahanik. A woman says that I want to be a menekes, I want to nurse my child. Who I'm Lahanik. And the husband says, No, I don't want to. Meaning, it's one of the malachis, but he says, I don't want you to. In this case, he's being Michael, and he says to the contrary, I dafka don't want to. Shaymalo, we listen to her. Meaning, the Allah is that she should nurse her child. The reason is Saradi Daho, because it's very painful for her to need to nurse and not be able to. Now, eventually, she'll stop producing milk, but in the interim, there's going to be a lot of tsar. And because of that, Tsarudi does adif, and we listen to her. We don't listen to who I'm Like, what if it was in the reverse? What if he says, I want you to nurse my child, and she says, I don't want to. So the Gemara says, like this, if she comes from a family where the meaning was not to nurse, then we're going to listen to her. Now, it's interesting. It seems that the wealthier women didn't nurse that child. Makes sense. They would hire a menekes, and the menekes would, would be busy with it. It wasn't something that they had to do. So if she comes from a mishpacha, we're the best to mention. The Feinschmeckers, and this is not something that they do. So then she has a right to maintain that social status that she had growing up. And Shaiman Law, he Urcha, what if her minig, however, was yes to, but who love Urche, and his minig was not to, but he wants her 
Yes to. So the question is, what's going to be over there? Do you say that he wants her to nurse? She comes from a mishpacha with a nurse, so what's the tzad not? Or no, maybe she married into a family, right? All her sisters-in-law, the ganze mishpacha over there, nobody's nursing. So she should have to. That was the question that they... That was asked. This was the question that he wanted to know. The Gemara says, "Upashitna lo meha." We know this already from earlier in Ksubas. Oyle imoy ve'eno yiredes imoy. The halach is that when a woman gets married, so anything that her husband's family did that's on a higher level socially, she's oyle imoy. But if to the contrary, she's eno yiredes imoy. She she gets the better end of the deal on both sides. And being that his family was a family where they didn't. Nurse, so it's for that reason she's not mechuyev to do it either. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna said, "Micro, what's the makar to this halacha?" Oyle imay ve'eni aredes imay. The Gemara brings two psukim. The first pasuk is vehi beulas baal, and we learn from there ba'aliyasa yishal baal ve'lebi yiridasi. She goes up with her husband. She doesn't go down. Rabbi Lazar and Mehacha. Rabbi Lazar learned it from Chava. The pasuk says vayikra adam shei mishtei Chava ki he hoisa em kol choy l'chayim nitna v'loy l'tzar nitna. It's l'chayim nitna v'loy l'tzar. So when you get married, you oily imay ve'eni eredes imay. I think it's a very obvious sushtal. We have two psukim here that the Gemara brings as a makar to a halacha. The halacha is oily imay ve'eni eredes imay. What happened to the Yerushalmi? That Toysav says, Aren't we learning the halacha here from Kaidamat and Tyre? The Teretzes, this is epic. It's the Beis Yitzchak. It's Rabbi Yitzchak Shmelkis and Ebena Ezer Chele Galaf Simen Hey. That when it comes to inyanim of marriage, inyanim of pruvu, being that it was a mitzvah that was given, over there you could learn. And we spoke out nine sources to this in Chazal, where we're learning halachas. Here we have a 10, that's really 11, because two psukim, but one halacha, as it relates to where you see, Binyana Ishos, Nesu, and Peri Verivya, we're able to learn halachas from psukim that are koidem matan So we're going back to the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said that a woman has seven malachas that she has to do for her husband. What were the malachas? Let's just chazer quickly. Toichenes, fa'ifah, she does the laundry. She has to make the bed. She has to do work with wool. Now, Mishnah said, what happens if she brought a shifcha into the marriage? So then, it depends how many shifcha she brings. One shifcha, that knocks her out of the first three obligations. I mean, the shifcha will do it, but she has to do the other four. If she brings two, then she gets knocked out of another two. So five are off the table, but two she still has to do. If she brings three at that point, even the last two she doesn't have to do. And Arba, if she brings four, then she doesn't have to run errands. At that point, she could sit on her rocking chair, whatever. She's not going to be mechuyiv to do anything. So the Gemara asks an obvious question. It seems like one woman is capable of taking care of all these malachas, right? It says this one woman did all these seven malachas. So you would think that if she brought a shifcha into the family, so let that one shifcha take care of all seven malachas. What's the v'chulu? That's where the punchline is. The Mishnah said she only doesn't have to do the first three of the malachas. Oh, shayravda. But all the other malachas she's going to have to do. But why doesn't she tell him, I brought another woman in my place. So let this other woman take care of everything. So the Gemara said, because he could tell her, this other woman is true. She's going to take care of me. I mean, that's why you brought her in for me. And she's going to take care of herself. But who's going to take care of you? Meaning now there's three people over here in the picture. Till now there was only two people. So two people, yeah. The one woman can take care of herself and the husband. But now the shifcha is going to take care of herself and the husband. Who's taking care of the wife? And it's for that reason... 
he's worried, this is where he's concerned, there might not be enough hands to go around, and therefore, no, you're still going to have to do those malachas. Shtayim, enim b'vashnelis, enim anika. Now, if you burn two shvachas, and then we take another two malachas off the table, then five of them are already taken care of, but the other two she's still going to have to do. Here the Gemara asks, okay, here's the follow-up. Hashayra avdo, v'temeli ayloslach itzahachriti. Now already there's two shvachas. And being that you have two shvachas, so one will be tarcha l'didi o l'dida, v'chado l'didacho l'dida. One will take care of herself and me, one will take care of herself and you, so what's left for me to do? So the Gemara says, no, because you can always tell her, Kami Urchi Uparchi Mantarach. Who's going to take care of the Archim, the guest, and who's going to take care of the Parchi? These are the passerbys. But who's going to take care of all these people? Now, I don't know, until now, who was going to take care of them? So Rashi bavarns the question. And Rashi says, it's really based on the next Gemara we're going to see, and that is that up until now, people weren't really coming by. But now they heard that there's two maids that are drenzich in the house all day with nothing to do. So all of a sudden, everybody's coming. And now, it's all of a sudden, there's going to be more people, and there's going to be more of a need. And that's why there's an issue. Gemara says, Shalosh en matzas hamito. If you bring three, at that point, en matzas hamito. Hoshara ofto. Even after you have three, she still has to run errands, right? There's still things she has to do. So, to Gemara, now for sure, we have one shifcha that's taking care of herself and the husband, another shifcha that's taking care of herself and the wife. We even have a shifcha in the event of that maybe somebody comes for Shabbos, so this shifcha is miyuchat for that. What else does she have to do? The Gemara says, no, because he's going to tell her, because once you have three shvachas, then even more guests are going to come. It has an exponential effect. And it's for that reason, it's like the Gemara says, if that's the case, even if you have four, right? This is Eimlod of Rasayi. Once you have four, now you already have a whole team. And now already there's a synergy. So four shvachas, in case you were wondering what the number is, four shvachas can handle anything. But up to four, there's always cheshbonus you can make, and it's for that reason, this will be an issue. Rav Chana said, it's upstairs, Rav Chana said, she doesn't physically have to bring it. As long as that's why we do this on Zoom. Being that she's real she's able to, meaning she has the money for it, she brought even if she physically didn't bring it, that already would be enough. Meaning, a woman that comes with money into the marriage, even if she didn't physically bring the shvachas into the marriage, but that's Alain that she came with the money, that already would be enough. Even better. Toysfus on top of the Yom, the second Toysfus says, what would be if the woman, she didn't come in with shvachis, she didn't have all this money, but at the same time, the husband used to give her money, and she didn't spend all the money, like from the Mok Hesef, she would leave over a half a month, she was saving up to get a shifcha, and then eventually she gets the shifcha, that's also enough, meaning, even though the Mishnah said, doesn't mean she literally came into the marriage with a shifcha, either she came in with the money, or even if she saved up the money later, that would be enough, Arba Yosheves Bekatedro, even though Chazal said that once this four shvachas at that point there's nothing else to do at the same time she still should Rashi says very important Rashi she doesn't have to but she should dilute the wine for him make his bed and she should bathe in not his whole goof but pun of so just what do these things mean number one once upon a time it was very very common 
that the wine was very strong, and they would have to dilute it. They would have to mix it with water. And that was what was known as mezigas So when you think of mezigas it sounds like, oh, pour the wine. No, it's a mistake. Mezigas when Chazal talk about it, doesn't mean pouring the wine. It actually means mishing the wine, mixing it. So number one, even a woman that has all the shvachas, but at the same time, she has to be mezigas hakois. doesn't have to. We encourage it. Number two, matzas samita. She should make his bed. Rashi, make his bed. I thought that was one of the seven malachas. We just said you don't have to make your bed. So Rashi says there's different levels of making the bed. There's two dinim. Making the bed where you lift it, and the old days they were kai for the meat, and they lifted it up, and then there's just push it, putting the sheet on top of the bed. That's what this is referring to. Rashi says the reason this woman should do this is because all these things will be mechavah for al-bailah. So it's not mitzah dechiyuvim that a woman has. In fact, she doesn't have to. And if she says, I don't want to, we can't force her to do it. There's no obligation to do it. This is just an eight satayfa kamash for This is something that we're advising. This is something that we should do. Amr Yitzchak bar Amrafuna. So again, who said this? Rabbi Yitzchak bar in the name of Rafuna. So the Gemara brings another halacha. Rabbi Yitzchak bar said in the name of Rafuna, which is very much related to the first halacha. Kol malacha she'icha Any malacha that a woman is obligated to do for her husband, Nida is also allowed to do. Chutz, with the exception of which really she's not obligated to do, it's all and that's exactly why Anita does not let her do it, because being that she's Anita, so she's also Labayla, so as a Harchoko, you're not supposed to do these things. As it relates to Atzoa Samita, this that we said that Anita does not let her do it, that's only if she's doing it in his presence. In that case, it's not going to be an issue. As it relates to Mazigas so it sounds like Anita does not let her do mezikas hakois for her husband. Stating that Shmuel mechalfalei the visa biyado the smaller Shmuel's wife would do mezikas hakois, but with her left hand. Abaya manchala puma the kuva. Abaya's wife would put the kois where she did the mezikas hakois on top of the kuba, on top of the barrel where the wine was. Rova beisadia, Rova's wife would put it on top of the pillow. Rapopar shashifa would put it on the footstool. Now, if you look in the Rishonim, there's a little bit of discussion. Are we talking about where these women would do the mezigas hakois? doesn't sound like that. It sounds a little bit more in terms of passing and handing over the kois to their respective husbands, which means it's me'inyan le'inyan, but it's not the exact same thing that we're talking about. So that's something that the Rishonim discuss. There's a long toys for said, Afsan Mechalaf, Ahmed Aleph, obviously, but there's a long toys for Dibra Maskel Mechalaf, but this will be other the smaller. Toysus begins, the Machse Vitri Piresh Harav Rab Shmayesh Rashi. So this is a mesechtes nida halacha sugyas of harchakos ayin shal. Amr Rav Yitzchak bar Chananya Amr Ravuna. So we just mentioned two halachas. Rav Yitzchak bar Chananya said the name Ravuna, and the Gemara is going to mention a third thing that he said, which has nothing to do with what we're learning, which is going to now be another digression. So once upon a time, when the oilim would sit down to eat. Meals were very, very formal. And one of the fixtures of a good suda was there was a shamash. And this whole halach is related to the shamash. We learned about it a long time ago, but there's different dinim that regulate the shamash, what the shamash is allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do, but also how you yourself are supposed to Treat the shamash. So said Rabbi Yitzchak Bar in the name of Rafuna. Hakol mashin If there's a shamash that's working the suda, so he's 
at some point you're going to have to feed him, but you don't have to feed him right away. Meaning, you can wait, you can tell him you'll eat, but first do what you're supposed to do. With the exception, if he's serving basr and yayin, then you have to give it to him. Only if the meat is fatty meat and only if the wine is aged wine. Oh, my Rava. You knew Rava was going to be in this sugya because whenever you talk about wine, right? We had Rava in the previous command, how Rava's wife used to give him wine when she was a nida. But Rava and wine. Basr, Shamin, Kalashana, Kulos. Rava said, Basr, Shamin, the whole year. Yayin, Yashin. Rava was a real kind of sore, but Kufas Tamus. He said, only if it's Kufas Tamus. What's this Indian over here? When we feel that if the Shamish is not going to have the food or the wine, it's going to bring him somewhat to a Sakana. So that's when we're worried about it. And that's when we say that you have to. You have to make sure the shamash is going to eat. So this really boils down to sakana. So there's certain times that if you're serving food and you're starving, again, just think once upon a time where there was anias and you didn't have a refrigerator and a pantry where you could pull out food on a dime. It wasn't like that. So this person is oskehinget and here he's working a meal and he's serving this geshmak of meat and this wine that it's mamish getting him and you're not letting him have it. So these things is a situation of sakana. But again, Rava said it's basa shamin kala shana and it's yayun yashan only betkufas tamus. Um, Ravana bar tachlifa Ravana bar tachlifa said after him they committed mashmul last once in front of Shmuel the ice and tafshilu the ardi and they brought him a tafshil that was made of mushrooms. Vilav the yavli and he said I was serving the table. I was the shamish. And they gave me to eat and had they not given me those mushrooms, is takni. It would have been a sakon. Um, Ashri, Ashri said, I'll tell you a story. I was once by Rav Kahn of Isli Gargalidi Delifta. They brought me turnips. Doesn't sound that exciting. Bechale was in vinegar. And if they went to give me, is takni. It would have been a sakon. Rapapa and Rapama said, Afilu tamarta dahanunisa. Even if you have like zaftiga dates, even that's going to be enough. I mean, it doesn't have to be Boster Shomin and Yayan Yashin Pung from Tkufus Tamus. It doesn't have to be that. This is mushrooms and turnips. And under Zachin, even there you could have it. Okay, so what is the rule? Is it everything? No. Clothe the milk. This is what it's called. Isle Reicha. Anything that smells good. This like Kiyua. And it's like a shtickle spicy. Avu bar'ihi, uminyomin bar'ihi. Avu bar'ihi, and minyomin bar'ihi. Chad, sofi mikol mino mino. Vichad, sofi mikad mino. One, when there was a shamish, he would give the shamish all the food. Meaning before he served, he would say in the beginning of the meal, you eat everything you want to eat, and then afterwards. The other one would only give him from one min. He wouldn't let him take from every min. Mar mishtol yo ba'deh. These were both big tzaddikim, and they were both on the level where they could have merited Gileliyo. But only one did, and it was the one they used to give the shamish, Mikol Min Vimin. Hanu There were two chsidim. Va'ami Lassam say, it was Ramori, Verapinchas, Bnei Rav the sons of Rav Chizda. Mar called them Safi. Umar Ma'acher Safi. One would give the shamish tea right away. And the other one was Ma'acher. He would give it to him later. The Kadim Safi, the one that was Kadim Safi, Elio Mishtoi Badeh. The Ma'acher Safi, the one that would be later, Loi Mishtoi Yolo Badeh. Him, Elio Novi, wouldn't talk to him. Meimer, Mazutra, Verav Ashi, have a Kanyosvia, Pischad, Be'yagza, Amaisa. Ameimer, Mazutra, and Rav Ashi. They were all sitting together by the Pesach of Be'yagzor. Rashi, Shein Melech Paras, the name of one of the Persian kings. Chalav Ozel. A turgan of the Malka. And as they're sitting, so the, one of the Sarim, one of the ministers, who's in charge of the food, the Sarah Oifim, of the king, he passed by, and there was food there. Chazi Ravashi, the Mazutra, Ravashi, Sumazutra, the Chover Ape, that his face started turning white, meaning Rashi, Shenesavala Michael. The food was very, very tempting. He wanted it. And he saw that physically something was happening. So, Shokal Ba'etz Ba'ase. So, Ravashi took his finger. 
and Anachle, the Pume, he took a little bit of food and he put it into the mouth of, of Marzocho. Amale, so this person, the Saroif, looked at Ravashi and he said, You have what you just did? You just ruined the meal of the king. And then they told him, Why did you do this? So, usually when you have an Amale and an Amale, it's two people talking to each other. Something happened over here. Amale. Aturgana le Ravashi Zakrashi, the Aturgana, this Saroifin told Ravashi, and then Amrule, Shaitri Hamelech told Ravashi. So first, this one person told Ravashi, Ravashi doesn't sound like he said anything, and then they came after him, and they said that, what's going on over here? Amrule told him, I saved you, because really, you're going to give this to the Melech right now? Any person that gives something like this to the Melech is going to get into big trouble. Amrule Amai. So they said, why? Because I see a Dovaracha. Rashi says a Dovaracha is. Number one, it's the flesh of a chazer, and it's a metzayra. So I see over here a, a, a bad chazer. Botku, they did a bedik of leyashkuchu. They couldn't find it. Shokel etzbaaseh. So Rav Ashi took the finger of this mumcha, the kfeiler, Rashi says, this cook, this chef that came to, that was making this food for the king. Anachalel, he put it in a certain place. Amalui told him, Hachami Gisu, did you check here? Ashkuchu, and they taka found it. This is the Maisa. Amalei Rabbanon. Rabbanon told Ravashi, my time is some chasanisa. Why did you get involved in this? This sounds like a, a risk that wasn't worth taking. Amalei Chazoi, Ruach Tzaras, the Kapar Chilavei. I saw Marzutra was having a Ruach Tzaras. It was a Konstafashis. I had no choice. I had no choice. And therefore, I knew we'd get out of this with a miracle. And that's why I felt I had to do this. There was a Roymoy. And there was a certain woman. And there was a woman that he knew. And... He had proposed to her, said mincibusly, will you, will you marry me? She said, no, I won't marry you. He said, this Roman wanted to marry this woman. She didn't want to marry him. So this was his patent. He came and he took pomegranates. Polly, he started opening the pomegranates for Akhul Kama and he was eating it in her presence. Now she wanted these pomegranates very, very much. And as she's eating it, she's like saliva started building up in her mouth. And the saliva was giving her tsaris. And he just kept on eating. At the Zogla, until finally, Mamish, she was in this great state of Sakana. And she's looking there, Mamish fighting for her life. Finally, he told her, If I can heal you right now, will you marry me? Talk about Absolutely, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll marry you. So he went and he brought another pomegranate. He opened it up again. He told her, all the saliva that's inside of you that's causing you problems right now, tuf shadoi, tuf shadoi, just spit it out. He, she spit it out. It seems like some green saliva came out. And when that happened, she had a refor. Obviously, to what we've been talking about. One more gemar. It sounds like he can only obligate her, right? One of the malachas is that she has to do work with semer. Semer of anish pishtim. Right? Tell us it sounds the same. But once upon a time, we know it was different, right? You can't wear semer of pishtim yachdov. So clearly, they're very, very different. So the gemar masnisin mani. Who must the tan of the mishnah be? Rabbi Yehudi. It's Rabbi Yehudi. Tanya learned that she can't force his wife. She, he can't force his wife to stand up for his father, to give cover to his father, to give cover to his son, or to give straw to his behemoth. But he could force her to give tevin to his bakar. Ayin Rashi, why? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, This is what we need. He also can't force her to do any malach with pishtam, because it causes a person to have bad breath, 
and it causes a, a, a person's fasim, his lips to stretch. And therefore, you can't force her to do this. You have to read the fine print. This is only a certain type of flax. It's the kisna, it's the pishtin that comes from Rome. But the bottom line is, is that our Mishnah, that seems to say, it's very meduyak, tzemer in pishtim loy, and it's probably masnisin rabbi Yehuda. And the diak is not all pishtim loy, because some pishtim yeah, but pishtim roy loy. And that's why the Mishnah mentioned tzemer, because by tzemer, there's no discrimination. All tzemer is going to be included in the salach. As it relates to pishtim, sometimes yeah, and sometimes not. We're going to stop prematurely because we have a little bit of raid to get to. And that is. So we mentioned at the introduction to the daf, that for the raid, we're going to go back to yesterday's Torah. And that is, discuss the halacha that says that <clears throat> A person is not allowed to marry a woman that's a menekes. And just to chazer over a little bit what we said yesterday, and then, So the makar to this halacha is a sugya, mesachtes yivam is daf membeis. The Gemara over there says that a man is not allowed to marry a Mu'uberes. A man is also not allowed to marry a Meinekes. Why is a man not allowed to marry a Meinekes? The Gemara has a little bit of a discussion. But what emerges from the Gemara is because we're concerned that this Meinekes may become pregnant. If she becomes pregnant, she's going to lose her natural ability to produce milk, which is the source of sustenance for her child. This also a concern that her husband will not want to support her child simply because it's not his child. So because of a potential sakana, Chazal said, Lo yisa adam meinekes chaver. Okay, up until what point is a woman considered a meinekes? And that was yesterday's daf, a little bit today's daf as well. Major machlokes. Rameir said 24 months. Rabbi Yehuda said 18 months. Beishamai said 24 months. Beisul said 18 months. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said ani achria, or maybe the girl says ani afarish, that it's not 18 and 24, but rather it's 15 and 21. And Lamaskana, the Gemara said rather Shmuel the Amri Travayu, it's chof dalut chodesh chutz miyoyim shenoyad vechutz miyoyim shenesar. In other words, the shear is 24 months. We mentioned yesterday that the Chassam Soifer and his pirush on the sugya. And the truth is that really all the Achroinim learned that way, that the Machloikis Tanoim was not a Machloikis in Metzios, but rather was a Machloikis in the Halacha. Meaning a woman's going to be considered a Meinekes as relates to this Halacha as long as women tend to nurse their children. However, when it comes to all these different analyses that we do, very often there's a Rav and there's a Miyot. The kachava, as it relates to this halacha as well, most nashim would nurse their children for 18 months. But there were a miyot that would nurse up until 24 months. Rabbi Yehuda says, you go basa raif. Raif 18 months, so she has a din of a menekes for 18 months. Basil says, you go basa raif. She has a din of a menekes for 18 months. Remeyer, who in the entire shas is chayish lamiyuta, here too, lishitasai was chayish lamiyuta. And for that reason, Rameya said that here you're going to have to be concerned about the miyut of Nashim that nursed for 24 months, and she's going to have a halachic din of a meinekes for up to 24 months. The same said the Chsamsoyev is with regards to the extra three months. It also was based on a roiv and a miyut. And ultimately, when Rav and Shmuel paskind that it's chof dalot chaydesh chutz miyem shenoyelv yem shenesar, so essentially what Rav and Shmuel were paskinding was that you don't go basaroid. And the Chsamsoyev said, Kedarke bakaydesh, that pshad is because Rav and Shmuel al-Lashit Asayu and Yuma paid dalot on the base that ain't holchim the pekuach nefesh 
Acher Aroid, and that's why even though in Kolotei Rukula, we're not Chayin Shlomi Yuta, but in this sugya, it goes down as a Bechin of Pekuach Nefesh, and when it comes to Pekuach Nefesh, in Hochem Pekuach Nefesh, Acher Aroid, and that's why the halacha is, and that's what's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, based on the Psak Halach of Rav and Shmuel, that it's Chof Talot Chodesh, Chutz Mi Yom Shen Noilad Boy, the Yom Shen Azar Sabah. So it's clear that this halacha, even though it's a Dinder Abana, but at the same time, it has a Chumrah of not only something that's very severe, but it goes into the realm of Sakana. You see, where Chayesh Lomiyuta could be even Miyuta de Miyuta. 24 months is based on two minutes. So really, there's a, a Miyuta de Miyuta over here that we seem to be concerned about. Something that ordinarily we wouldn't, but... Once we appreciate the fact that this is a sugi of Sakana, we know in the first parakim of Sachdeschulen, throughout Shas and all the Poiskim, Chamir, Sakanta, Meyesura. So this becomes already more Chamer. The whole sugi gets upgraded in- incredibly. Meaning, when you think of Machalas Asura, Biyos Asura, and when you think of Hilchas Ishos, you would think the Issa to marry a Meynekes wouldn't be so Chamer. But the truth is, it's just the opposite. It's more chomer than some real Isura, maybe even Isura de Raisa, based on the fact that Chamira Snakanta me Isura. Stating that, if you look in the Rishonim and the Poiskin, there's a lot of mitigating factors, a lot of quote-unquote coolers that were used with regards to different situations. So just to get a calm. And again, the sugi, like we mentioned yesterday, is... Much bigger than you would ever expect. And really, it's Rechavim in and it requires real Iyun, and it's a Gishmaka Gishmaka Sugya. But just to have a little bit of a time of like some of the coolest that's going on here in the Paiskim. The first is Taisfis. It's the bottom Taisfis on Dafsamach Amid Beis. It's also the bottom Taisfis in Masechtis Yavam is Daf Mem Beis Amid Aleph. With Taisfis brings a Chiddish. Over here, Taisfis refers to him as Rabbeinu Shimshin Hazakein. In Yavamis, Membez Amen Aleph, Toysis refers to Rabbeinu Shimshin as the Zayda of the Rajba. He means the Rajba that was one of the Bali Toysis. But either way, Rabbeinu Shimshin Azakin said a Chiddush. He said that even though it's Mavur, the halach is that a Meynekes is not allowed to get married, that's only a Meynekes Almana. But a Meynekes Grusha would be able to get married. What's the reason? So Zobas Ataima. It's because what's the concern? The concern is, is that if this woman gets pregnant and she's not going to be producing milk anymore, who's going to take care of this child? An almana, by definition, means that the father of the child is not alive. But if she's a grusha, the child has a father. So over there, we're not as concerned that something's going to happen to the child. And for that reason, Rabbeinu Shimshon Azokin said that if a woman was a grusha meinekes, this whole halacha goes by the wayside. So basically, took this halacha of Loisa Meinekes and ruled out all Grushos. They're not going to be included in this halacha. Taisus brings to Rabbeinu Tam that was vehemently and vociferously on Rabbeinu Shimshu, Rabbeinu Tam, is Sai here in Ksuba Samach Amadeis, and Sai in Yevamis, Membeis Aleph. And if you look it up in Shulchan Aruch, halacha Lomaisa, the Mechaber, when he brings this halacha of a Meinekes not being able to get married, so it's a long halacha in Shulchan Aruch, but just one excerpt, Bein Shehi Almana, Bein Shehi Grusha. It doesn't matter if she's Almana, it doesn't matter if she's a Grusha, Zok Deber Agoyla, Kedas Rabbeinu Tam, Shon Betoisviz, Taf Membeiz Amen Aleph, V'Kach Kosa B'Sheultis, V'Chein Nira Midivrei HaRambam, Perik Yer Aleph, Mihilchaz Gerishin, Halacha Chafei. So the bottom line is, we don't paskin like Rabbeinu Shimshin, we paskin like Rabbeinu Tam. Stating that, if you go through some of the tshuvas that were written by G'dayli Yisrael on this topic, 
Rabbeinu Shimshin was very often used as a sniff lahater. So we don't paskin like Rabbeinu Shimshin. Rabbeinu Tam was choyleik b'shtei yodai. And in Shulchan Aruch, there's no ambiguity. There's no yeshayimrim that we should take on the sheet of Rabbeinu Shimshin. But the paiskin, when they were shocked to al-takonas b'noyis Yisrael, in different situations, they didn't rely on this exclusively. You can't. That's going to negate the halacha. But at the same time, as a sniff, lahakel, this Rabbeinu Shimshin is a very important halacha. Another halacha that's discussed at great length by the Poiskin is, what happens if a woman wasn't married, but rather a woman was mezana, she had a child, and as a result, she's a Menekis right now. Does the takana of Menekis apply even to an Isha that was mezana? So the next words in Shulchan Aruch, Ben Almona, Ben Grusha, Ben Mezana. So it doesn't matter. Even if she's Mezana, the halacha is going to be true. Stating that, Zokter Amor, V'yesh Mekilin, Mezana. There are some people that are makel when it comes to a mezana. The yesh lahakel says the Ramah, and I encourage you to be makel if there's a mezana that's mufkeres leznos, who's mufkeres atzmulazus kineshei bayla mashamra. Because a woman like her, we want to get away, and the best way to get her away is she has a husband bayla mashamra, and based on that, there's going to be some sort of protection, and therefore says the Ramah, I encourage. This truth is from the Nebuchadnezzar, who the lot of major truths that were written on this halacha. What happens regarding Mazana? But again, this is something obviously that's not Shechiach, but at the same time, something that's very important in terms of understanding the halacha, that it could be, there would be a nuance, it could be, there would be a nafkamino as it relates to a Mazana. Another kula, quote unquote, that you find in this Indian, and that's a truva from Moshe. This truva is in Evna Ezer, Chelik Beis. It's Simon Zion. It's incredible Koyach Deatera from Ramosha. The case that Ramosha was discussing and the situation was very interesting. There was a, a woman whose husband died. She's an Almana. But the husband left over a Yerusha. The child got the Yerusha. He just yarshined a lot of money. Based on the law, the mother of this child is the apotropis of this Yerusha. But the point is, this child, right now, even though he's very, very young, but at the same time, is a fine And the question that Ramosha was discussing was, should that make a difference? Why? Because the whole issue is that what happens if she becomes pregnant and he's not going to want to support the child? Well, in this case, the child himself has money. And because the child himself has money, so based on that, you would think that maybe it shouldn't be a problem. Now, Ramosha in the Tshuva speaks out one very important distinction. He says, why is this Shaila only the gay if the child has money? What if the woman has money? Many women had money. So he says, I think that's poshit that that would be a problem. Because the reason is, all the money that a woman brings into her marriage have strings attached to them. In the best case scenario, with this nechzimalog. But the question is, when the child has the money, the father, this man, it's not his father, has absolutely no schusim in this money. So based on that, maybe it would be different. Or maybe loyplog. So Moshe brought a nifla de geraya. His raya was that the Gemara when it discusses the halacha that a menekis is not allowed to get married, so the Gemara says, why? Because we're concerned that she's going to get pregnant and there's going to, there's going to be no food. And because there's no food, there'll be an issue. So the Gemara, why don't you go to the Yarshim? This woman's an almana. That's the classic case. So somebody Yarshim, this man, so let her go to the Yarshim and let the Yarshim take care of this child. Which it sounds like, halachically speaking, they would be obligated to do. 
That aside, but go to the Yarshim. Amr Abaya, Abaya said, Isha Boisha Lovoy Lebezdin, because we're afraid that the woman's going to be embarrassed to go to Bezdin. So Ramosha said that the Emma says, if you would have asked me, I would have said a more Pashta Terrace. Isha Boisha Lovoy Lebezdin, it sounds a little bit of a Kiddush. Say more Pasha, loy plug. Right? It sounds like Chazal were putting a takon in place. They were putting a takon in place that says that a Maynak is not allowed to get married. So you're going to tell me, what if the, there's Yarshin who have money? In other words, there's some way to be able to, to give the child through the Yerusha the money that he's supposed to get, the Mizoinus that he needs. So in that age, it should be okay. So I would say, loy plug. Chazal, again, I'm making a loy plug. Chazal didn't say that. They let you didn't say that. You know what they said? So Moshe, what would be in a situation where Bisman Azeh in the... 20th century, where there's a Yerusha, and you don't have the Isha Boisha love of the Bezin. You know why? Because the money's sitting in the child's account, and she's the Apotropa. She has full power of attorney to do whatever you want. I think based on the Havamin of the Gemara, of Litvin Eliyarshan, and from the fact that the Gemara in the Teretz didn't say that Teretz, that's a riot that really if the child would have an egg in a Yerusha, in this case, I think it would be fine. Surah Moshe said, I think from the Gemara, not even from the Rishonim. This is saying a chiddush lahalacha from a Gemara pasuk. Just from learning the Gemara, I think it's clear from the fact that the Gemara asked the kasha, and even in the terrors, the Gemara didn't say the terrors that would seem to be the more obvious terrors, which is loy plug. I says there's no loy plug. And to the extent there's an Eitzah of Litvinu Liyarshim, without the terrors of the Gemara, of Isha Boitcha Lava the Bezin, then that would be okay. And Ramosha works through in the Truva that most cases, Bismanaz, if the child has an egg in a Yerusha, now Lav after the child has a Yerusha, but if the child has a Yerusha, the child now has its own money, the mother has a responsibility to use the money for the welfare of the child. There's no mother in the world that's not going to do that. And as a result, it's Hoshet, he said, that based on the Ikra Lacha, that would be okay. One of Ramosha's pikpukim in this Chiddush was that the Gemara mentioned in one of the anecdotes that there was a Maitre Shehoyah with one of the girls of the family of the Bey Reish Galusa, and she wanted to get married, and Rav Nachman was matarid, and it was a whole Chiddush, but the safta, and the Gemara had to give a whole explanation of what Rav Nachman's had to us. So he says, we know the Reish Galusa, they were great Ashirim. So if you're going to tell me that when there's a Yerusha, and when there's Ashirah, so over there it's going to be different, so then what's Pshat in the Gemara? Mamish, we're handling Gemaras, right? So what's Pshat with the Gemara by the Reish Kalusa? So Ramosha said that it's true, the family of the Reish Kalusa had a lot of money. But Lav Dafki, every Yachid had a lot of money. He said, Meshangazain, that you have situations where, yeah, it's a very wealthy family. But at the same time, each Yachid has to struggle sometimes to make it through the day. And he says, it's absolutely not a Raya. So you can't bring me any proof from the Reish Kalusa. And I think from this Gemara in Yavamis, Tafmem Beis, I think this is a clear Raya. But my say, Ramosha says that at the end of the day, being even though I feel that this is being that no one ever said this I'm not comfortable with you being on this on its own so this was said I hold it MS I'm not comfortable with it because it's a very big Kiddush Lalacha that nobody ever said. But at the same time, if you have something else to be mitzarif with it, I'm okay with you being mitzarif that's something else. So, just to mention another tshuva where Amosh Ataka used this as a sniff to be mitzarif with something else. And the situation was where there was a woman that was a grusha. And she's a main actress. She can't get married now for 24 months. The Shailah was, and the Shailah was Ramosha Tendler, that 
the man, as part of the divorce settlement, is obligated to pay alimony. And being that he's obligated to pay alimony, child support, so the question is, in this case, he has a chiv, he has an obligation. What's the whole chashash he's going to get pregnant, he's not going to support? Well, now there's a deed of the Malchus that says that he has to. And the question is, would this make a difference? So with Ramosh's shuvas, there's always suspense, right? You never know what Ramosh is going to say. Sometimes it's Pasha Lakula, sometimes no way. Zok Ramosh, alimony is worthless. He said, because really, most men in these situations are not really interested so much in the agreement that was made for them. They're doing it because they're being forced into it. But Be'etzim, he's not doing it Mertzoyinoy. And if he has a Tachbula to get out of it, he's going to give Zechaneitzah to get out of it, and he says, I'm not comfortable with being Soymuch on it. It's interesting, Ramosha in his famous Chol of Snam, Tshuva, Mirses, Tina de Malchusa, the USDA, the FDA, but over here, it was different, right? Every sugi is different. And over here, Ramosha held, he wasn't so spell from that. And he said, I don't think that's going to make a big difference. He said that if, as Lashen is, that it could be if the situation was already passed over to an Eurekdin, lawyer in parentheses, they're going to collect for her, maybe over there it's going to be a little bit better. So I don't know if he means like an escrow arrangement, but the bottom line is, Ramosh says that if it was handed over to attorneys, so in that case he says, there maybe I would be a, a little bit more comfortable. But the point is, as it relates to alimony, that's not something he's 100% okay with. But then Ramosha said that Lemaisa, there is alimony, which is something. And he references the chuba that he wrote in Chalik Bays, the chuba that we spoke about, that if the child has money, you don't have the Isha Boisham, you love it, So in that case, which you don't have in this case, so I'm a little bit more comfortable. Could be you could be Mako. Why? Because Hitchin was a Grusha. And because she was a Grusha, so then already you have Rav Shimshon Azokin, the Zedif and the Rajbo, which already there was precedent from Gedoyli Achroinim that they were Soymach on that as a Snifla Hakel. So he said that being yet we're handling a Grusha, which already is a Mokuludiga situation, and not just that, we're dealing with a, a situation with his alimony, which even though I don't love it, but B'dyevet, we could be Soymach on it, B'tzir of the Tshuva that I wrote in Chalik Beis. So he said, when you put it all together, I'm a little bit more, un- I'm a little bit more comfortable However, he said, I think you should wait Yud Beis Chaydish. That was his share. Why Yud Beis Chaydish? So he says, because today, most women that nurse, they nurse up until Yud Beis Chaydish. Nobody nurses past Yud Beis Chaydish, and therefore the share would be Yud Beis Chaydish. So it's interesting. The truth that we spoke out last night, so there Ramosha said Yud Ches Chaydish. Here he said Yud Beis Chaydish. Now what's the difference? I don't know. But if you look in that Shuvah, he wrote it in Tafshin Chav Beis. That Shuvah was written in Tammuz 1962. This was written in Tafshin Memalef. Tammuz of 1981. So it was written already 20 years later. And it could be things changed. And Minhagen changed. Ramosha writes clearly in the Tshuva, Kol Dar Vidar, you have to do this analysis. Every generation is going to be different. Again, there's a lot of other points here. Ramosha talks about 18 months in this Tshuva. Also, Ayin Shams. Again, nothing should be taken out of context. But the bottom line is, is that's just a, a, a Tshuva where you see that some of these coolers are playing themselves out. Perhaps the biggest Chiddush that I saw, just from a little bit of uh, Iyun, and that is a tshuva from Rav Kook. It's in his Sefer Ezra's Kayan, and it's brought down in one of Rav Avad Yosef's tshuvas. So I started going through the tshuva, it was a little bit too long, but the Tamsis Hadvarim that he said was a Chiddush Noira, he said that this whole halacha of a is not getting married, it's all based on us being concerned for the welfare of the child. Really, it's a takonis chachonim for the child. 
That's really what it is. He says that there are different takonas that were takonas like more klolim, and then there's some that were done for the yachid. This is something that's for the yachid. We're worried about this yachid. So if Cook says that we know the rule is that if somebody says, a person has a right to do that. Not just that, there's something called taninon. That if you know that if a person had the ability to communicate, the person would say, so we can tiny on behalf of that person. So he said, a he said, what would be if there was a situation right now with this little child, he's only 14 months old, and they just read the, a shidduch for the mother, and this guy is a fine gvir, and this could change his life, but we're looking out for his welfare because of some chashash roch that Chazal said. It's posh, he said, if this child was old enough and could communicate he would say, no, I want my mother to marry this woman, to set my life up properly. So he said, that's something you could do. So the little bit that I did look in the tshuva, I saw that he didn't say this in a vacuum, and it was a bit of a whole bunch of different things, and he didn't want to be on it on his own, and he said, the katechil wait 15 months, so all the mitigating factors. But at the same time, the ikka yisoyed is nifla, and that is that he viewed this as a takonos chachamim, and to the extent that you could say, that's going to be fine. So again, we started off this topic by saying, Saying that the Isser may not sound like an Isser Rabbanon. So you would think it's probably Kuladik stating that with Chayesh Lemiyuta, Demiyuta, when it comes to the Salacha, because it's all predicated on Sakon. And Chamir is Sakantemesur. Stating that's a whole bunch of mitigating factors. This is a Toyamel, Ben Benoishal Toyamel in this Sugya. And if you go through the Chuvas, there's so many different factors and things and Maisalach and so many things that played itself out as it relates to, to this Salacha. But just to end, with a Dover Nifla. And that is with a Halo Gichsam Seifer. The Gichsam Seifer right here in our Sugya, on the Afsam Lechomet Beis, in the Sechtes Ksubis, and this cross-references to many, many Tshuvas of the Gichsam Seifer, says that in all his years, although he paskined the most Chomet Gishailas in the world, but if somebody would bring him a Shailah related to a Menekes getting married, it was something that he stayed away from. This is a, the miyomai of the Chsam Soifer, right? In Kosh, they used to say, what's your miyomai? So what's the Chsam Soifer's miyomai? He said, I was never made to in this sugya. And if you have the Chsam Soifer Hasholim, so on the bottom, they cross-reference different places where he said it. Shailu Sechuv is Eben Ezer Chelek Aleph, Simen Lamed Aleph. Eben Ezer Chelek Aleph, Simen Lamed Gimel. Eben Ezer Chelek Aleph, Simen Lamed Dalet, and Simen Lamed Hei. Simim Kuf Memches in Chelik Beis and Evan Ezra, Simim Kufayim Beis, and in Chuvas Chasam Soifer Chelik Vav, Simim Petas. I looked up these Chuvas here, in all places he says the same thing. The Chasam Soifer had the same line, that this was something that he was very uncomfortable being Mekelin. And this whole thing, now stating that, if you go through the Chuvas, he was Mekelin in some places, but it was Bitsir of a whole bunch of different things. The bottom line is, the Chasam Soifer, when it came to this type of Shailah, he had a, a tremendous Koyach of Chumra. What was the reason for it? He explained himself. The reason really starts with a toysfiz and mesach desoito, tafchav vavam and aleph. The Gemara there brings this halach, la'isa adam uberes chaveroi, and a person's not allowed to marry, menekes chaveroi, and toysfiz there quotes a Yerushalmi. But Yerushalmi says, olav akosav oimer, al tasig gvul oilam, ubestei yesoimim al tavoi. There's an Indian that a person shouldn't enter the field of the yesoimim. Don't damage and don't ruin the, the field of the assignment. And the Yerushalmi held that this Indian 
of marrying Muberis Chaveret or Meinakis Chaveret, it's really based on the same halacha, Stam Muberis is the Meinakis Kaima, that's why you're not allowed to marry Muberis Chaveret, is based on an Indian of not getting involved in the Sod of the assignment. And what's the Indian? The Indian is because the assignment stand to lose in the event that she becomes pregnant and now she's not gonna, he, the child is not going to have the milk that the child needs in order to survive. So by you marrying Muberes Chaveroi and by you marrying Meinekes Chaveroi, you're getting involved in this Pasek, the Pasek that says, Al Tasek Ful Oilam, Ubeste Yesoyimim, Al Tafoy. So the Chsam Soifer said that he found in the Sefer Teferis Lamosha. So Teferis Lamosha was written by a Kadman, he was a Talmud Muvik of the Rebbe Repeshel. And he wrote a Chibur on Yeridea. And at the end of his Chibur on Yeridea, this is what he said that if a person is going to marry Menekes Chaveri Mukberes Chaveri, and he's going to violate this Pasukin Mishle of Al Tasik Vul Oilam, Ubestei Yusoyim Al Tavai, what's going to happen is Rachman Alutzlan, he's exposing himself to the very next Pasuk. The Pasuk says, you know why you shouldn't check? Because their goyal is very, very powerful. And the Chsam Soifer said, And it's for that reason, He said, I was never mekel. And then the Chsam Soifer told to one other Maramakim. And that Maramakim is in the Pnei Yeshua in today's daf. So there's a very important Maramakim in the Sugya. It's the Pnei Yeshua, it's in the Kuntras Achron, it's Ois Kufnun. That's how the Kuntras Achron works. It's Ois Kufnun here in Kuntras Achron on our daf. And the Pnei Yeshua tells a Maisa Shahaya where there were people that were being very, very lenient with this Indian of Amenekes getting married and they tried making a Takonos. Listen to one excerpt. There was a Maisa a real life story that happened in our days. Whatever, exactly the case was. There were people that listened. They heeded what it was we said. The psom, the fools, they didn't listen to what, what the said. And they were punished when Misa and Oini. And said, the Chsam Soifer, he said, it's Pasha to him that why this Oynish and Misa Oini and he said, I was always afraid of this. And because of the year of the Pacha, the Chsam Soifer says that he had for this, it's for that reason he stayed away from this. Now that's Pasha, this is the Chsam Soifer, who considered himself to be a Gavrik Pedo. And you see, he was always worried about things like this. It's unbelievable. Like, you look for it, you just find it everywhere. And you find it in the middle of the biggest sugis, where the Chsam Soifer throws out this line that he was Pasha afraid to be Mekel when it came to this Indian. Stating that, right here in the Chsam Soifer on Argamara, he says there was one time he was Mekel. That's what he writes. Chutz mi hitarti, there was one time I was Mekel in this Indian. What was that? It was a Shonamu Beres. It was an Ibiyar. And it was the last week of the last month. So what happens if there's an Ibiyar? A woman's a Maynak is 24 months. That's what we paskin. What happens if it's an Ibiyar? The Allah and Shulchan Aruch is... The Ibiyar works against the woman. She becomes a Meinakis not for 24 months, but rather she ends up being a Meinakis for 25 months. So the Chsam Soifer said, the Bali Yadi. There was a Maish to show you, but there was a Meinakis that wanted to get married. And I told her, you want to cool it? This is the best I could do for you. It's an Ibiyar. So really, you're going to be a Meinakis not for 24 months, but for 25 months. He said, I'm willing to allow you to get married during the last week. That's what the Chassam Soifer said. So, well, what, what's that all about? What's Pashib Shat? See, he said, Mamish Dvarm the Flor Madlamoid. He said, The Emmis is the shear of Amuberis is Chaf Dalot Chaydish. Chaf Dalot Chaydish is how many days? 
So a month is 29 and a half or whatever exactly it is, but it's really a year of Jewish months is made up of 354 days, which means that two years is 708 days, right? That's really what it is. It's 354 times two, which means it's 708. So the Chavzoyfer asked, and yesterday we spoke out from the Shita Mekubetzes, that the Shita Mekubetzes brings a medrash that says that there's a, there's a remnant to the halach of Chav Dalot Chodesh, and that is Loi Sevashel Gediva Chalei And Sevashel is based Tavshin Lamed. Tavshin Lamed is 730. That's 365 days times two. The base is the Yom Shin Noilat Boy and the Yom Shin Nesar And as a result, this is a Rems. Now, what's the Rem is doing in the Pasuk that talks about Basa V'chalav? It's because we're talking about Chalei which is the Sugya of Amenekes. So in the Pasuk of Chalei you have a Remes to 365 times two. Oh, but the Chassam Soifer with Chazal's number? It's not the real number. The number is 708. It's not 730. And Elamai, you're going to tell me there's a Sakana for 730 days? This halacha meinekes is gebait on Sakana. So how after Chav Talud Chaydesh, all of a sudden, is it going to be okay? So the Chassam Soifer said the Teretz is Pashit. The remez of the Pasuk of Lois is teaching us the Metzias. The Metzias is a woman's a meinekes for Chav Talud Chaydesh. And as a result, she's in a state of Sakana for Chav Talud Chaydesh. But once the Torah was given... What happened was the year for the Yid became not the solar year, but it became the lunar year. So we're not Tali and the Chama, we're Tali and the Levana. And we know that the Tevas Meshubah to the Torah, Kiyodua, and because the Tevas Meshubah to the Torah, so now the Sakana changed. And it went from being a Sakana of 730 days, suddenly to be a Sakana of 708 days. And that's this Cheshben of 708. That's why when there's an Ibriyah, you have to worry about the Ibriyah. Because the emphasis, if it's Chav Talut Chodesh, he said, why are you worrying about the Ibriyah? The Terrors is, because once Chazal and so it comes out now the year is longer because everything is telling you what the Torah is and being that the Torah says now that the year two years is made up of 25 months so now it's going to be 25 months but here's the punchline you ready? So for this that the Torah went and was Mishana the Teva it was only Mishana to make it better for you then but not Chalila to make it worse for you then. It's Torah's, the Teva's Meshubah to the Torah, meaning that through the Torah, and we can have cold Dover Toiv Sheba But to make it worse, Zed Loi Shamanu Inu. So Sam Soifer said, up until 730 days, I could hear a Sakana even in the Torah. Because Mitzad the Mitzis, Loi Savashagadi, it's based Tov Shen Lama, this is Sakana of 730 days. So in the Torah and said, no, it's, we go based on the moon, not based on the sun. So how many days is it? It's 708. When it's an Ibiyar, you have to tack on another 30 days. But another 30 days would be 738. Those eight days for the Eina Yehudi, and for the Yid that follows the Torah, or you're going to tell me the Teva's Meshubah to the Torah and it's going to make it worse? Chas v'sholem. So he said, those eight days, it's posh there's no Sakana. And that's what the Chassam Sleif writes. You can't make this up. That's why he was mad to this woman. He said, now ready, you want to get married? Now you can get married. That's fine, because then I'm not worried about. So I'm worried about the Ibiyar. But to go more, more than Tavshin Lamed? So the Chassam Soifer said, With this exception, and then in one paragraph, it's Mamish on our daft, this is not a Vulnamatiya. This is right here in our sugya, and he says, here, I'll explain to you a little bit why in this case I was maker. But this is classic Chassam Soifer from a fundamental perspective, that the Chassam Soifer, there were certain things, Kiyodua, 
that, that he was concerned with, and this was one of them, and it was based on this Deferis Lamoisha, which is based on a Toysfus and Mitzach the Saita, based on one line in the Pnei Yeshua. Pnei Yeshua told over a story, Amaisa Shahaya, Pnei Yeshua was robbing Frankfurt, the Chsam Soifer came from Frankfurt, so it could be he had a Messiah, maybe he knew more about the story, but this story seemed to have really scared the Chsam Soifer to the point that he said he never passed in Lakula, with the exception of one case based on this epic Cheshmer.